This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, in case you were wondering how long the Ukraine war was going to go on, go on how uh, long we were going to drag it out, our proxy war in Ukraine, I think we got an answer. We got a real proposal for peace, a way to end this war from Elon Musk, a guy who's donated $80 million worth of uh, high-tech equipment to the Ukraines, uh, Ukrainians. Uh, and we'll get the reaction to his uh, proposal for peace. They shoot it down. They have no interest, as I've been telling you. Uh, every Elon Musk and Donald Trump, they're the only guys who uh, have proposed a genuine peace plan, and everybody else, including our president and just about everybody in Congress, wants more war. It's actually quite disgusting. We'll give you the details of Musk's peace plan. Joe Biden was in Puerto Rico where he... Uh, Channeled uh, Steve Martin in The Jerk. He told everybody he was born a poor Puerto Rican child. Um, Howie Hamptons, Howard Stern, leaves his home for the first time in more than two years. He went out with pals, according to the New York Post. We'll tell you who the pals are, in case you were wondering if, uh, you know, Howard Stern was still a sellout. (laughs) Uh, You can almost guess who he was hanging with. Jimmy Kimmel was there, of course, but the rest of the crew, man is Howie Hampton's a disappointment. Uh, Kanye West is quite simply the biggest troll, the greatest troll in modern trolling history. We'll tell you what he did at a Paris fashion show. Chris Hayes of MSNBC, he's upset because Fox News keeps showing all that darn violent crime. You know, could you just keep it under your hat, says an alleged journalist for NBC. Joy Reid, speaking of MSNBC, is upset that Ron DeSantis uh, is warning people not to loot. They've caught, they've caught a bunch of looters, by the way, in Fort Myers. I can't believe people are actually looting. They're lucky they got arrested. They didn't get shot. We found out from uh, that new Trump book what Trump was planning to do when he left Walter Reed after he had to, after he had COVID, and it's priceless. Uh, man, why didn't you do this, Donald J. Trump? Uh, Monday Night Football, a uh, a protester, an animal rights protest, protester gets leveled by a uh, Pro Bowl linebacker. And uh, the, the Boston Red Sox, they're in last place. They're going to finish in last place, I believe, for the fifth time in the last 11 years. But they want you to know they're still super woke. We'll tell you who threw out the first pitch at the Red Sox game last night. We got that and lots more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Let me ask you something. What if there was someone out there who kept a log of every single thing you did every minute of the day? I think that'd be pretty creepy. Well, what if I told you that's exactly what happens every time you go online? Your internet provider like AT&T or Verizon is allowed to store logs of every website you've ever visited and they can legally sell this data to anyone. That's why I always use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your internet provider can't see or log what you do online. Now, many of you might be wondering, well, if I'm routing all my data through a VPN, then doesn't that mean the VPN can see what I'm doing and log my data instead? And you're right to think that. Many VPNs claim to have a no-logs policy, but have been caught logging customer activity. ExpressVPN is the only VPN I trust because they use trust server technology. Stop letting people keep logs of what you do online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Callahan right now and find out how you can get three months free. 
I sometimes I think I'm the only one who thinks who care about this. I, I watch the news. I read. I, I'm on Twitter. I follow the the latest breaking news, and it's like nobody wants to end the war in Ukraine. We've already sent them something like sixty billion dollars, which is ten times what we've what uh, Joe Biden is promising to send Puerto Rico in the aftermath of Hurricane Fiona. It's much more than we'll send to uh, Florida, to, to our you know, the American taxpayers, Americans, as they try to rebuild their lives. We, we somehow have more of a vested interest in Ukraine, which most people still couldn't find on a map. And most Americans really don't want to, to squander any more of their money on that war. Um, but I, I, and I've said it for however long, eight months now. When is somebody in in power, when is somebody with influence going to say, can we end this war? Here's how we can do it. Here's a four-point plan, a 10-point plan. Here's how we can get these people uh, to sit down, Russians, Ukrainians, and work this out before more innocent people die, before uh, more billions are sent there from American taxpayers. And you never hear from the Biden administration a word about peace. You never hear them say, you know, here's where I would like to end this. Here's what has to happen. They'll give this. They'll give this. We'll meet in the middle and we'll end this stupid war and we'll stop the killing. They don't want that. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're not convinced yet that Joe Biden and his surrogates in uh, Ukraine, that'd be Zelensky and his whole corrupt regime, if you're not convinced yet that they're not, that they don't want to, they don't want peace. They don't want to end this. They want to continue to, to, to launder money through the Ukrainian war machine. Yesterday, a very prominent American, that would be the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, uh, tweeted out to his something like 110 million followers. <clears throat> is, that a, is that what you got on Twitter? Iron had 110 million followers. I'm not far behind. It's not quite there yet. <laughs> Close. Yeah, you're gaining on him. But uh, Musk tweets out a how many how many bullet points does this uh, does this proposal have? Throw that up on the screen that uh, that he comes up with. Here's how we can end this war. Here's how we can end the killing. And uh, can you put that up? Do you yeah, have that? I'm grabbing it right now. Um. Uh, and uh, it it is. It's, um, you know, it, it's fairly well thought out. It might be a little simplistic. I will, I will give you that, but at least he's trying. That's the way I look at it. At least Elon Musk is trying. I, we have, uh, we have Musk's, um, he actually takes a poll. He just writes Ukraine, Russia, peace, redo elections in annexed regions under UN control. That sounds good. They had these phony elections in uh, Eastern Ukraine and Putin celebrated, said, look, we won. We got 98% of the vote. Well, you want to do those over again, according to uh, Elon Musk, makes sense under UN control, try to make them reasonably, reasonably legitimate. Crimea, formerly part of Russia, as it's been uh, since 1783, that goes to Russia. Okay. That goes to uh, Crimea. All right. The Crimea is going to Russia. Water supply to Crimea is assured, and Ukraine Ukraine remains neutral. Those are his proposals. Do you support yes or no? It was overwhelming, I shouldn't say overwhelming, 59% against, 41% in favor of the, these are people on Twitter. 
voting for Elon Musk proposal. I, uh, I, I, I understand some people, they want war. If you work for Raytheon or Lockheed Martin, you want war. If you just hate Russia, you hate Putin, you think he's evil and you don't want this to end until he's dead. Fine. That's, that's, you're against this. But I, I looked at this and said, why is it up to a car maker, a rocket man, Elon Musk, to come up with this idea? Why isn't somebody in the Biden administration? Why isn't somebody in Congress? Why isn't Tony Blinken laying out conditions under which the war will end? And then we, we now know they have no interest in that. Tony Blinken said the, 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 the uh, sabotage of the Russian pipeline to Germany was a tremendous opportunity to to, to go green, <laughs> to, to wean ourselves off those awful fossil fuels. And I think, personally, I think we we bombed the pipe. It, it's in our best interest. It's not in Putin's best interest. Um, both um, um, Zelensky and his one of his diplomats responded to Musk. Zelensky said, you know, who do you, is, is, is uh, Musk, uh, supporting Russia or is he supporting Ukraine in this fight? And Musk responded, he sent you $80 million in this Starlink system, this the system to keep everybody online and informed. He donated that to the Ukraine side. He didn't donate anything to the Russian side. So you can't question Musk's credentials on who he's rooting for. Then he has this diplomat, one of Zelensky's guys, tweet literally, here is his response. His name is Andrea Malink, and Andrei Malink. He writes, "The only outcome, let that." He writes, "The only outcome that now no Ukrainian will ever buy your effing Tesla crap." So good luck to you. And then he writes, "Fuck off!" Is my diplomatic reply to you, Elon Musk. This is an actual aid to Zelensky. Saying the man, saying to the man who just gave you eighty million in communications equipment, high tech equipment to keep everybody connected, he gave it to you, and you tell him fuck off because he wants to settle this because he wants peace talks. This is madness, and and even further, I mean, I know we could play it, but it's in it's it's not in English. Um, this week, I'm not sure if people even paid attention to this. We know Putin is threatening to use nukes. We know his. His, his guys are threatening to use a, 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 a tactical nuclear strike in, the, in, in Ukraine to escalate the war. And nobody is saying we have to settle this before he goes nuclear. In fact, Zelensky said the only way this ends is with regime change in Russia, with, a, with somehow, some way, somebody taking out Putin. So the guy who threatens, the guy threatens to use nukes and his adversary says, we're not going to settle this until somebody kills him. How does that help anything? How does that give anybody any hope that this thing won't drag on for years or escalate to the point where we have World War III? It is amazing to me that you sit there and you hear these hints about how we're all getting ready to, to, go, to war, go to war with the country that has a desperate and some people say psychotic leader who has more nuclear weapons than any country on earth and we're doing nothing to deescalate. In fact, just the opposite. We're sending more money and we're, we're, we're strong, uh, having more uh, strong speeches from, from Biden and other people, strong words uh, threatening 
Putin. So we know he's, we think he's unstable. We know he's armed to the teeth. We know he's desperate. And our answer is to poke him even further, provoke him even further, to dismiss a proposal like this as just some guy who's uh, supporting Putin because he wants peace, because he says, let's have a vote in Eastern Ukraine and see who they want to join. I don't care who they join. I don't care. I mean, some people want to go with Russia. Some people go go with Ukraine. That's why you have a negotiation. And I, I watch the news, you know, all day, all night. I'm reading, I'm saying, these people are insane. Our, what's David Petraeus, former general, former head of the CIA, said our next step if he uses nukes is to wipe out his Black Sea fleet. And I'm watching, I'm listening, casually, he said it to, I think, Jonathan, uh, John Carl on ABC. Yeah, we'll just wipe out his Black Sea fleet. Oh, good, great. What else is in the news? Oh, look, inflation, gas prices are up. Oh, who won Monday Night Football? Wow, the leaves are turning. Anyone? Oh, pumpkin spice lattes are back at Dunkin' Donuts. It's just like this casual news item. Yeah, David Petraeus, a very well-connected former general and CIA director said, we will wipe out Russia's Black Sea fleet. Oh, good. Then what? I, I, I don't know what, 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 I don't know what's going on here. I'm generally, I'm genuinely <laughs> scared. The only two people I've seen, prominent Americans propose peace, are Donald Trump and Elon Musk. Let me know when you see somebody else, someone else, all these liberals, hardcore liberals, you know, AOC, Ayanna Presley, Liz Warren, Ed Markey, you name it, the, the old California delegation, you know, Maxine Waters, Eric Swalwell, real hardcore left-wingers are all for war, are all for escalating this thing to the point where we get involved and we have a world war. We don't have enough issues right now. We need war with Russia. And it, it's amazing to me that there's no voice of, of sanity, no voice of dissent. You know who's the voice of sanity? Trump. Musk, that's it. These guys are saying, what are we doing? This is crazy. I, and, and I tweet about it occasionally, and half the tweets are, oh, you're a Putin's puppet. You're supporting Putin. I don't care about Putin. I don't care about Zelensky. I don't want, a, I don't want any more American money going to this, this quagmire, and I certainly don't want American troops, which is in, in the plan. I guarantee you there's a plan right now in D.C. approved by the Biden regime where we escalate to the point where we have boots on the ground in Ukraine. You know, it'll start with advisors, just advisors helping them. You know, we're going to teach them how to use the equipment we gave them. And then it'll be more and more and more. And, oh, but Putin used a, a, a nuke. We're, we're going to war. Why isn't anybody else worried about this? Why isn't anybody else, like, screaming about this? Why, why is it left to Elon Musk to say, I got a plan for peace, and then the ingrateful warmongers in Ukraine tell him to fuck off. Fuck off. The guy who gave you $80 million, the guy who clearly supports your cause, supports you in this fight, is saying, here's a way to end this. Here's a way to save lives. I, I don't want to see any more like blown up neighborhoods in Ukraine. Dead people, kids, you know, young people killed. And then say, oh, that's too bad. Uh, gee, I wonder if we could have prevented it. As we mentioned last week, there was a proposal. I think it was from the Turkey president, well, the Turkey delegation that said, let's sit down. And Russia was going to do it. And Ukraine was going to do it in April. And the Biden regime vetoed it, said no deal. 
not until we get rid of Putin. Biden, the Biden administration has not only, I mean, they're, they're obviously incompetent, but they are dangerous too. They have people there who want Putin dead and they will stop at nothing short of the, the, the head of the snake. They want regime change in Russia. And that only comes with our involvement. That only comes with another world war. I commend Elon Musk. I still wish he would buy Twitter. I'm still hoping that happens. Might not, but in, and you know, you can disagree if you want, this is a starting point. Why doesn't everyone else come up with an idea? Here's how we can end the war. Here's how we can have peace. Nothing, nothing. It is frightening. It is frightening. And as if, as if it's not scary enough, you have daily reminders that the guy who will make the decision, who will make the decision, is that true? 6,000 Ukrainians, uh, civilians have died. Eh, not enough. 6,000, not enough. They, we want, we want, you know, we want them all to die. It's important. It's important to, you know, the Biden family has some investments in that country and we're looking out for them. It's important to, uh, all the, uh, warmongers in Congress, including you name it, <laughs> you name it. Ayanna Presley, warmonger. Yes, you are. I don't hear her say anything about ending the war. Any, anyone uh, fighting for peace. As I've said all along, if we go to war, I'm going to be hanging out with all the purple haired weirdos and came in Harvard square. I'm going to be protesting. You know what I'm going to do? Iron head. If we go to war, I'm going to run on the field at a, the next Monday night football game with a big, smoke bomb in protest of this war. I am going to go all in. This is utter madness. This does, that is not true. 45,000 Russians have died. That's almost as many as died. That's, that's killed times. Killed or wounded. We lost in, in Iraq and Iran. I mean, there's all kinds of innocent people dying. Russian people are being conscripted, you know, dual citizens are being, they're, 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 uh, they're bringing 65-year-old guys, 16-year-old kids into this war effort. There's going to be so much death and misery, and I put it, I put it largely on the head of Joe Biden. We could have ended this. He could have ended this a long time ago. He has no interest. There are going to be books written for decades or the rest of my life about conspiracy theories and, and, and other ideas on why, why we did this, what the point was, what was, what, what, what was the goal here, the end game. I ask that all the time. What do you see? Oh, Ukraine's got to win. What does Ukraine winning this war look like? What Putin surrenders, gives back Crimea, apologizes? I mean, that's insane. He's not going to do that. He's much more likely to use nukes. So if your only goal is a Ukraine win, you're talking about a major escalation where nuclear weapons are used and we get involved. Is everybody okay with that? Every All 81 million people have voted for Biden. Is that what you wanted? Because that's where we're heading. And, and so few people speak out. So few people say a word about ending this, settling this, reaching some sort of agreement. Uh, and when a guy does, like Elon Musk, the Ukrainians tell him to F off. Hell, Zelensky mocks him. I wish Musk should say, give me back my, my, my Starlink system. You don't deserve it, you warmongers. But this will make you feel better. Let's get to, let's go stateside. Let's come stateside to our 51st state. Uh, if you missed it yesterday, Joe Biden, in an effort, I think, to support his vice president, who said the rescue efforts uh, for all the hurricane victims will begin in the communities of color. She said it's based on race. 
if you're a white person and your house was destroyed and your business was destroyed and, you know, your loved ones were killed and your house is in, you know, everything you own is in rubble, you get to the back of the line. That's what Kamala Harris said, regardless of whatever, you know, left-wing fact checkers said. That's what she said. We played it yesterday. We heard it. Everybody's heard it. Uh, Now, granted, it comes with an asterisk because she's so dumb. She doesn't even understand what she's saying. But hardworking taxpayers who lost everything in Fort Myers or in Sanibel or wherever in Florida, you're out of luck unless you're in a community of color. And as if to to make the point, Joe Biden flew right over Florida and headed to Puerto Rico to the people who uh, suffered from uh, Hurricane Fiona. And it's, (laughs) you know what? Nuclear war scares me. It should scare everybody. War with Russia, World War III. The scariest thing is the man who makes the decision is the buffoon who was once again rambling incoherently in Puerto Rico and, by the way, lying. It, I mean, we make this point all the time is when he talks about his childhood and we talks about his father or corn pop or lifeguarding at the pool or going to high school, anything. It's all made up. I mean, he was a little rich kid. He didn't go to a black college. He didn't play football. He wasn't going to go to Navy to play football, like he said. But, you know, Roger Staubach was there, so he didn't go there. I mean, if he's talking about his younger days, he's lying. And sometimes it's so silly and so transparent, you wonder. Uh, I mean, we all grew up with people like this. We all, I, you know, I had a friend, neighbor, and he would just make up stories. Like, this weekend, yeah, my family, we went to Disney World, yeah. And then it'd be like, no, you didn't. He'd just make it up because he wanted, you know, affirmation. He wanted attention. And you just laughed. You just laughed at his stories. That's the way it is with our commander-in-chief. He goes to Puerto Rico, and somehow in an effort to relate to the locals, he says he was Puerto, he was raised raised in a Puerto Rican community. Um, uh, let's just play. <laughs> this is from townhall.com. If you're watching, they uh, mock him. Uh, he was sort of raised in a Puerto Rican community at home politically. We could play the sound. And it's just one of those moments where everybody knows he's just making some silly, stupid thing up off the top of his head. It means nothing. It's not true. It is no, no, you know, application to what uh, what he's doing here. Even as uh, the worst elder abuser in America, his wife, Doctor Jill, is looking at him, going, "What are you talking about? You were raised, you know, a little, a little upper class kid in in Delaware, and he wants you to think he was in the in the barrios, man." Let's listen. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically, and so we and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure. Since you're part of the Third Circuit Court, what does that mean? <laughs> came here for pleasure. So a little, you know, t- poor kid in the Puerto Rican neighborhood was coming to Puerto Rico for vacation. Anyway, he was raised. So of course. Uh, you know, the if you look, you, know, you have to look hard. You won't be able to Google it. But uh, New York Post does a little fact check. They said uh, uh, President Biden told an audience in Puerto Rico that, quote, he was sort of raised in a Puerto Rican community, <laughs> despite the fact that only about 2000 people of Puerto Rican descent lived in Delaware when he was launching his career five decades ago. So they look back. 
<laughs> they say 50 years ago, um, 50 years ago, was it indeed a Puerto, Puerto Rican, you know, a lot of Puerto Ricans in Delaware? No, he just made it up. It's just like when he talks about how a, 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 when they raised the gas prices when he was a kid, it would the parents would stress out and they wouldn't be able to buy food. And I forget who did the fact check, but when Biden was a kid, gas prices were steady. They didn't spike. There was no rise. He just makes things up, uh, especially when he was a kid and how tough it was. He says, uh, quote, we have a very, in relative terms, a large Puerto Rican population in Delaware relative to our population. Uh, we have the eighth largest black population in the country. And between all minorities, we have 20% of the is minority. And so I, I sort of was raised in a Puerto Rican community. This is the United uh, States Camara, for God's sake. <laughs> In 1970, the U.S. Census said uh, there were 2,154 people who were either Puerto Rican or uh, descended from Puerto Rican parents. Roughly 0.39% of the state when he was a kid. (laughs) And and they say it was unscripted. This was a little uh, ad lib, which is pretty obvious. But, I mean, everyone just laughs, laughs. Yeah, he's just making stuff up. It's just he's senile. He gets to decide, technically, whether we go to World War Three. That guy, that buffoon. It is. Uh, I'm sorry. It is. It should disturb everybody. It should worry everybody. And I guess we can put the reins in on him a little bit in November if we vote the bums out of Congress. But hey, you know, maybe today, maybe today, Putin decides to nuke you know, Crimea. Oh, no, he wouldn't nuke Crimea. Those are his people. Maybe he decides to nuke Kiev and we go to war. And that buffoon who's lying about his his background, lying every day about his freaking background, he gets to decide. But anyway, we got lots more to, to get to. I want to well, I, I want to get to uh, to Trump and uh, his plan when he left Walter Reed. But we'll get to that. There, there is a. Uh, Nothing, uh, nothing I enjoy more than watching the good guys like Ron DeSantis get the, 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 uh, their enemies, their adversaries to lose their minds. And DeSantis had a warning uh, the other day about uh, looters. And I thought it was pretty straightforward. He's just warning looters. Don't even think about it. Well, by the way, some people didn't listen. There was a group of, uh, I think, four or five looters arrested in Fort Myers the other night. You got to see their mug shots. They were going into homes that were like destroyed and stealing stuff. They were lucky. They didn't get shot. They got arrested and uh, they made bail and they'll be in court. But uh, let's listen to Ron DeSantis, who has been spectacular, which is why so many people on the left, so many people in the media are losing their minds. Tough, tough break for the people in the mainstream media. They were rooting for the hurricane and they were rooting against DeSantis. They were hoping this would be the Katrina for DeSantis and they could hang it around his neck and embarrass him. And they've tried. They've said he waited until 24 hours before the hurricane to evacuate, to give the evacuation orders in Lee County. There's an obvious reason for that. When there were 36 hours before the hurricane, the eye of the storm was heading to Tampa. The, the, the brunt of the storm was going to be Tampa. Nobody was thinking it was going to hit Fort Myers. And when they did, he said, get out. And uh, some people got out and some people didn't. Uh, as the New York Times and Maggie Happerman 
Trump's girlfriend said this was a devastating death toll. The death toll is over just over a hundred now, which would be just a little more than died in the seaside uh, condo collapse a couple of years ago. And so one building went down and killed whatever it was, 80 something people, very tragic, but the entire state of 22 million, they've lost about a hundred. That death toll will go up. It's the worst hurricane we've seen in decades but they're going to blame DeSantis for whatever. It's not going to fly. They're going to try. It just won't work. And I'm not, I'm not sure blaming him for threatening to go hard against looters to warning looters that they really shouldn't loot. I'm not sure blaming him for that is going to work either, but let's listen to DeSantis and then we'll give you Joy Reid's reaction to his warning. Go ahead. The other thing that we're concerned about, particularly in those areas that were really hard hit, is, you know, we want to make sure we're maintaining law and order. Uh, don't even think about looting. Don't even think about taking advantage of people in this vulnerable uh, situation. And so local law enforcement is involved in, 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 in monitoring that. You know, I told Kevin if the state needs to help as well, uh, because you, know, you can have people, you know, bringing boats into some of these islands and trying to ransack people's homes. Um, I can tell you in the state of Florida, uh, you never know what may be lurking behind somebody's home. And I would not want to chance that if I were you, given that we're a Second Amendment state. Uh, what is wrong with that? That's straightforward. You know, Beautiful. it is a Second Amendment state. A lot of people are strapped. It's the, the gunshine state. Uh, they, obviously, there's a lot of you know, good old boys down there. Hell, the Cajun Navy is rolling in. They're, they're not going to stand for looting. They're not going to sit there and say, well, you know, they're probably uh, looking for food. You know, they're probably hungry. They're looking for some bread, some milk. They're, they're going to shoot first and ask questions later. And guess what? Guess what? Most of the country will support them. But Joy Reid, of course, the race lady, the low-rated race, race lady on uh, MSNBC, took offense to that. She says, uh, Quote, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Segregationist Miami Sheriff Walter Headley in 1967 uh, didn't take DeSantis long to return to form. What is wrong with saying, you know, they with, with warning looters, it's legit. You think some redneck in Fort Myers who's getting his stuff looted is going to hesitate to shoot? He's giving these people sound advice and they can't stand it. I thought he was pretty reserved. Mm. You know, I thought he could have been much more uh, bellicose and said, you, 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 you loot, you're dead. You know, you're going to get, going to get one between the eyes. And I'm shocked that anybody would even loot at this point, but I guess, you know, it's, you know, criminals see an opportunity. And when you think about it, you got like Sanibel or Captiva cut off from the mainland and you take a boat, say you're some redden, can you know, or some scumbag or gangbanger or whatever, you take a boat over there, you probably think you get your uh, your pick of everything. A lot of rich people, a lot of mansions wiped out. It's got to be a lot of stuff available. But there's going to be someone lurking around the corner who might shoot you between the eyes. I thought it was a pretty uh, pr- pretty good advice from, um, from Ron DeSantis. But the people, you know, MSNBC, their job, what does that say? Loot here, die here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, that sounds like something Bull Connor once said. I don't think Joey Reid's going to like that. Imagine being pro-looter, saying your instinct is, your impulse is, I'm going to defend the looters. But that wasn't my favorite tweet from an MSNBC host this week. No, that would be uh, Chris Chris uh, Hayes, the, uh, the cheap 
Rachel Maddow knockoff who, uh, with the glasses, who's thinks he's really smart, but he's really not. He's really not. Uh, he's Chris Hayes is upset. You know, there's a crime wave, a violent crime wave around the country in big cities. And thankfully, you know, we live in this, this era with lots of cameras, especially in the cities, especially in New York city. You see a lot of violent crime. One of the recent ones was the homeless guy in the uh, subway station who beat the crap out of this woman. And uh, she still, I saw her on TV. She might lose her eye and just pummeled her relentlessly kicked her. You see those kids in the bathroom in high school beat the hell out of that little white kid. A lot of crime and a lot of it on camera guys pushing old ladies down, sucker punching people on the sidewalk. Very disturbing trend. It's obviously a political, a campaign issue, and it's working in the favor of the uh, Republicans. So Chris Hayes doesn't like that. He is a MSNBC host. I bet he would consider himself a journalist. He writes yesterday, quote, cannot overstate the degree to which gruesome surveillance footage of black people committing violent crimes has become the quasi-permanent wallpaper on Fox these days, just over and over and over. Okay, couple things. I take this to, to understand, I take this to mean Chris Hayes doesn't show these crimes. That, that woman who got pummeled in the subway, the guy in the bodega who knifed the, 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 the guy in the neck when he was getting robbed and beaten. Um, the, we see the video, I mean, every day there's new video of crime. Does that mean Chris Hayes doesn't show it because they're black? So it's news. It's obviously news. And obviously it, it, it shows a trend. It shows a spike in, in, in violent crime. Does that mean the host of MSNBC keep it under their hat? Don't want to show it unless maybe it's a white guy. If it's a white guy carjacking somebody at a gas station, he shows it. I mean, this is an alleged journalist making his editorial decisions based on the race of the perpetrator. Question number two, Chris Hayes, you pompous, pointy-headed puke. What race are the victims usually? What race was the woman in the subway who got her eye punched out? What race are the old ladies in the subway getting pushed? What race was the guy in the bodega uh, who got robbed? What, What race are most of the victims what race are most of the victims in Chicago? Uh, the, uh, yes, over the weekend, I forget what it was, 30-something shot. Again, thousands shot every year. Chris Hayes, what race are the victims? I mean, if you draw attention to this, maybe you get the attention of politicians, DAs. Maybe they do something. Maybe they get rid of cashless bail. Maybe they get up these DAs to actually pursue charges. Um, and when you do that, who gets protected? Who benefits when they crack down on violent crime in the inner cities, this is such a, this exposes someone like Hayes and believe me, he's not alone. He's like the rest of these airhead liberal morons. They don't care about victims. They don't care if they're old ladies. They don't care if they're black or Asian. They don't care if the kid in the boys room at school, you know, is four feet two and 89 pounds getting pummeled by a gang of uh, bigger, stronger kids because they, they care about the perpetrators because the perpetrators are black and whatever systemic racism or something. I would love to hear someone discuss this with, I guess I'd have to watch to hear it, but to actually hear him defend this, why is it wrong for Fox news or anybody else to show you video? First of all, it's, it's graphic. It's disturbing. If it bleeds, it leads. This is, this is news. And secondly, it shows this trend, which is a big political issue right now. 
And Chris Hayes wants to suppress it. It's just, it's insane. Well, by the way, I'm not going to get into this too much today, but you want to see, you want to see a frightening trend. You want to see just a scary moment in society. We've talked a lot about um, the, uh, the, the trend of, of the transgender trend, kids, confused kids, being shepherded to these clinics and hospitals where they are advised to get on drugs or go through surgery. Healthy young girls have their breasts removed. Healthy young boys have uh, get castrated because you know, they're confused. It's sick. It's twisted. I salute the people who are uh, bringing attention, shining a light on this. They're going to ban it in t- Tennessee. Hopefully they ban it everywhere eventually because it's just madness when you think about it. And we talked about it yesterday with uh, Angelina Jolie's kid, uh, Shiloh, who became John for a couple of years. Now she's back to being Shiloh. And she's a beautiful young girl. It was a phase. Fortunately, they didn't bring her into Boston Children's where someone said, listen, we can form a little you know, penis out of you and we can cut your breasts off. They didn't. They didn't put her on drugs. They just let her go through this phase. That's what you should be doing. It is absolute insanity what we're doing right now. But the most insane thing is they want to do it in secrecy. I wasn't going to really get into this today, but you know, uh, the, um, the hospitals that do it, including Boston children's and Vanderbilt and many, many other hospitals have been exposed. And their answer to that is to suppress, to stop the people who are exposing them. They don't want to debate it. They don't want to defend it. That's how you know who the good guys are. The good guys want it all out there. That's what Chris Rufo and libs of TikTok and Matt Walsh are doing saying, look what they're doing here. They got video. We played the video a couple of weeks ago from Boston children's of a doctor admitting that they perform sex genders, affirming surgery on kids. And then they lie and the media carries their water and they say, Oh, the real problem is the threats. We're getting threats um, from uh, right-wing trolls. That's the real problem. Um, they don't want to talk about what is actually being exposed. You know, they deny it happens. And then they say, those right wingers, they're threatening us. They're, they're calling in bomb threats and idiots or, you know, partisans in the media go with it. They are now uh, asking the FBI in the uh, uh, Chris Rofe, Rufo tweeted this out. The best journalist in America, by the way, Chris Rufo, just an amazing journalist. He writes this last night, breaking the American Medical Association is asking big tech and the Department of Justice to censor, deplatform, investigate and prosecute journalists who question the orthodoxy of radical gender surgeries for minors, arguing that public criticism is, quote, disinformation. Okay, we have reached the the, the precipice, man. So these journalists, including Chris Rufo, are exposing these hospitals for performing gender affirming surgery, also known as mutilation of children. They're not, even if, you know, obviously they're against it, but even if they were just saying, here's the video, here's the document, here's proof. They want these people investigated by Merrick Garland's FBI, Joe Biden's department of justice journalists for exposing it because they don't want you to know what they're doing. How is that not scaring everybody? That, That truly is bizarre and frightening to me. And I wish everybody would be up. So pretty soon, by the way, libs of TikTok got banned by, by uh, Twitter again, got suspended by Twitter again. She does very little editorializing. She just takes, that's how it's, why it's called libs of TikTok. She took, she started off just taking videos from TikTok of lunatics 
of, of transgender, non-binary teachers and just crazy and, and posting them says, here's a teacher in wherever uh, talking about how she's talking to, uh, you know, sex, sex with her kids or first graders. And she exposed these people and it was eye opening. She gets suspended for hateful conduct for exposing people who are, who are uh, <laughs> helping young kids transition helping young kids change their gender. She's exposing them and they're suspending her. Big tech is evil. They're evil. Twitter, Facebook, working with the department of justice. Here's the next step. Go get Chris Rufo, go get Matt Walsh, go get libs of TikTok. destroy them. These are scary times we live in, but I, right, before we, let's uh, let us move on. Let's get to Howie Hamptons. Let me do uh, Shay. And then we'll tell you about Howie Hamptons, big night out and the Boston Red Sox, uh, Honor, honor a uh, a racist, a racist, a race hustling grifter. But what would you expect from your last place, Boston Red Sox? First, uh, let me do this. First, let me tell you about Shake Concrete. Let me tell you what Shake could do for you this fall. This is a great idea. You want to do your home and impro- home improvement project this fall? Couldn't be easier. Get yourself some Shake Concrete precast concrete steps installed in your home, whether you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase. Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, or you can customize with stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They can remove the old stairs and have have you walking up your new front steps in a matter of hours. When they're done, You'll have a great looking front entrance that will add value to your home. This is an investment, not an expense. This is going to improve the value of your home. Uh, With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll be walking up your brand new front entrance. All the neighbors will be jealous. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. And while you're there, maybe you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Right, the big news broke yesterday in the New York Post. That's where I saw it. Howie Hamptons left his home for the first time in, what was it, two years? I think it's two years. Let me find it. Uh, <laughs> more than two years. If you have, If you know... Uh, Howard Stern is, is, he's a germaphobe, but he's also, uh, you know, I don't know what you'd call him. Um, He's a, he's a weirdo and a snob and he doesn't like, you know, being out with the, with the rabble, with the unwashed masses. Um, And he went out in public yesterday uh, for the first time. I'm trying to find when he last, I guess since the beginning of the. uh, Beginning of 2020. uh, Goes up. Was in, this was on page one, so it's two, what, two and a half years? Uh, this Here it is from, the, um, from page six in the New York Post. Um, the germ-fearing king of all media has finally emerged from his apocalypse bunker. Infamous germaphobe and COVID-fearing Howard Stern, who's been broadcasting from home since March of 2020, went out to dinner in public for the first time since the pandemic began. Stern, 68, dined at Israeli restaurant Laser Wolf in Williamsburg. God, does that sound just obnoxious? On Saturday night, and it said he went out with pals. All right, 
uh, I don't know if you saw, you've seen this story, right? Ironhead uh, with pals. Now you're thinking, oh, who'd be his pal? Howard Stern. If you didn't know better, you'd say maybe he's out with Artie Lang. Maybe he's with Jackie Martin. Maybe he's with Baba Booey or maybe he's with um, Robin. I don't know. Maybe with, uh, I was going to say Godfrey, but that wouldn't work. He died. Maybe he's out with Mad Dog Roos. Maybe he's out with some whack packers. Eric, the actor, died too. Uh, uh, I'm with the angry drunken dwarf. Hank, the angry drunken dwarf from, from Massachusetts. Uh, he died too. How about high pitch Eric? He's still alive. Maybe he's out with Pitch Eric. No, 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 not Howie Hamptons. Howie Hamptons was out with Jennifer Aniston, Jimmy Kimmel, John Hamm, Justin Thoreau, and Jason Bateman. Oh, God. Is he, he is just so obnoxious. Now, as I've said many times, I understand. I understand. He, he has a very controversial history. He has been in blackface. He's used the N-word. He used to use the F slur for gay people routinely. He said the N word routinely. I heard it. I was listening during his heyday. And he does not want that to come back and bite him. As we've seen, he goes on with the view. He kisses up to them. This is a survival technique. But God, could you pick a more pretentious, pompous group to go out to dinner with in your first time in two years when you leave the house? Jennifer, Jason, Justin Thoreau. Who's he again? Justin Thoreau. Somebody's girl, boyfriend. Or Jennifer wife, Aniston. Or Jennifer Aniston's ex-husband, apparently. Ex-husband. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. That fraud. The only guy who's a bigger sellout than, than Howie Hampton's Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, and, and they they had just a wonderful dinner. And you know what they talked about? How much they hate Trump. That's what they talked about. And how people still should mask on airplanes and how, Ooh, you've been triple boosted. I've been quadruple boosted. me. I got six boosters. Oh man. You guys got to catch up. Oh God. These obnoxious people. I hope the food sucked. <laughs> um, but look at this. They get the whole picture of the table and where everyone's sitting. Oh, and they probably all said, Oh, Howard, you're so funny. Oh, that, that, that when you had Hillary on for two hours, what a great interview. That was fire. Ugh. That was fire. I, <laughs> All right, now let's get to let's get to a real you know uh, badass celebrity who's who's not sucking up to anybody. Kanye West, Eddie. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm not a huge Kanye West fan. I don't know. I'm not. Never been. I saw him you know, like on Saturday Night Live. It was very strange. But is there ever been ever been a better troll than Kanye West? Ever been a guy who just knows how to friggin' trigger the trigger all the right people? Uh, Kanye West, this is from Billboard magazine. Kanye West debuted his Yeezy season nine collection during a surprise Paris fashion week show on Monday evening and began trending online when he was seen wearing a long sleeve shirt with the words white lives matter (laughs) blazoned on the back. Not only was the rapper turned designer wearing the phrase on his shirt, so were some of the models in the show. Yee went on to pose with conservative commentator Candace Owen in matching White Lives Matter shirts. God, while the can't tell me nothing rapper's reasoning behind wearing the shirt is currently unknown, the racist phrase was widely adopted for years by neo-Nazi and white supremacist groups in response to the Black Lives Matter movement. It was <laughs> race neo-Nazi groups. Uh, and he just triggered everybody. Oh, you know, the, the, you know, Jamel Hill and Mark Lamont Hill and Jaden Smith. They're all upset. Uh, and Jaden, 
And do you have, um, do you have um, Kanye's um, post on Instagram? Uh, he just, he just has one quick post to tweak everybody. I don't know. Does this like sell? Is he going to sell these? Are people going to buy them and wear them? That takes some balls to wear these shirts out in public. But uh, got it right here. Get his Instagram post. He just says like you know, Black Lives Matter is the biggest scam ever, which is undeniable. You're not supposed to say that. But uh, what does it say? Read that to me. Everyone, uh, <laughs> you want me? <laughs> I'll be the sound drop. Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm not sure it's over yet, but they're still, they still have like a hundred million dollars to, to steal, but there's been a few black lives matter uh, leaders who've been caught stealing with both hands. Uh, we know the leader, Patricia Cullors, one of the founders as uh, she's the reason it is changed. The name has been changed from uh, black lives matter to buy large mansions. She's bought at least four mansions with money that suckers celebrities corporations have donated to this scam. It is the, it is without a doubt the greatest scam in American history. They've made a hundred million dollars for people that are feeling like, like they have to donate or they'll be labeled racist. They, they pressured, they, they, they uh, extorted corporations to donate millions and millions. And now they're enjoying it. They're buying, you know, houses and cars and everything else. But, uh, the, uh, I, I don't really get into the uh, all the people he triggered. Some of their uh, some of their tweets were pretty funny. I didn't understand. Like uh, obviously, anything that upsets Jamel Hill is good, and uh, he always does that. But I'm not sure who's going to buy the who's going to buy the shirt. Why don't you buy one, Ironhead? Probably like two hundred bucks or something. It's probably like two hundred bucks, it, and it's. Uh will be a lot more when you get jumped walking around wearing it. <laughs> you lose both my eyes. take some balls. I don't care who you want to wear that. But All right, here's uh, Jamel Hill's tweet. She says, so many folks are trying to excuse Kanye wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt as just a troll move or marketing. Maybe it is, but it's dangerously dumb message to send for someone with his massive platform. I been off dude. But y'all go ahead labeling, labeling his foolishness as genius. First of all, who's labeling as genius? Um, secondly, dangerously dumb message. Hmm. What does I Ben off dude? What the hell does that mean? Am I, is it one, another one of those deals where I don't know the, a lyric from a song or something? I Ben off dude. Ben off Twitter, maybe? <laughs> I don't think, I don't think she's no, I don't think that's what it means. I don't know what it means, but anyway, if, if it upsets Jamel Hill and, and uh, her, you know, her crowd, her crew, then it's, uh, it's okay by me, but I don't think I'm buying one, but uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think anybody's buying one, but it is funny watching Kanye and Candace Owen take the stage in Paris at a fashion show and just everybody's head is exploding all at once. Good move by, uh, by Kanye, if that's you know, if your job, if your goal is to upset these people and stop these scam artists from Black Lives Matter, yeah, I guess you did what you set out to do. Um, if you weren't paying attention to last night's Boston Red Sox game, and why would you? It's funny, I was flipping around, flipping channels. The, the Monday night football game was kind of boring, um, and uh, I watched like uh, like three minutes because it's. I think it was 
Dennis Eckersley's last game in the booth or something, but it's just like, I don't even, I mean, they're in last place. The team stinks. The, 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 the crowd is dead. It's just a dead team, dead sport in Boston right now. Uh, but I missed the beginning. I wasn't there and I don't even know if they show this on Nesson or on TV, but look who they marched out to throw at the first pitch. Your Boston Red Sox, who I remind you had the largest black lives matter sign in the world, 284 feet. Uh, outside Fenway Park. That's how much they care about black lives. That's how much they care. They are the wokest, most pompous uh, baseball team. The owners, management, they're all a bunch of sanctimonious pukes. And uh, last night, they honored Ibrahim Kindi, perhaps the biggest race grifter of them all. A guy who, look at him. Oh, God. As you'd expect, he throws like Dr. Fauci. Uh, looks like a little fat too, man, Ibrahim Kendi. But as you know, he, he charges public school systems like 20 grand to give a Zoom call for 10 minutes. Just an absolute grifter. Uh, Jack Dorsey gave him $10 million. He's one of those groups. I mean, he writes, he writes books about how babies are racist. Just absolute scam artists. And the Red Sox honor him. So this season, if you're not keeping, if you're keeping track, they honored a bunch of drag queens, some of whom have very questionable... Uh, uh, gigs on the side when they're not throwing out the first pitch. They honored drag queens on like in gay pride month. I'm not sure what that has to do with gay pride, but drag queens. And now they're honoring Ibrahim Kindi. Um, I, I assume this, I don't even know if there are any games, how many games are left, but still time to get a Al Sharpton and Ben Crump in there. If you'd like John Henry, but uh they're uh, they finish finish they're gonna finish last for the fifth time in the last eleven years, and maybe maybe two of their best players walk, which would be good because how anyone could root for these uh, these detestable these loathsome characters who run that organization is beyond me. But if you didn't, uh, and I didn't watch all that much, how much time we got? Uh, we'll do the Trump quick, and then we'll do the uh, the Monday night football protester. We talked about. Uh, the book confidence man all about Trump from uh, Maggie Haberman, a Trump hating uh, New York times writer, the leading proponent of the Russia hoax, a person who fell for, or didn't fall for promoted, propagated every, every fake news scam. You know, the, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian information. You, you name it. Maggie Haberman went with it. She won a Pulitzer for the Russia hoax. She hates Trump, wants to bring Trump down, and Trump sat with her three times for hours to help her with this new book, which is designed to destroy him. That makes me question Trump's judgment. That makes me want President DeSantis all the more, but I've done that enough. There's one good item uh, I'll say we got out of this book, uh, and obviously you don't have to read the book or buy the book. It's There'll be excerpts out there. There'll be stuff like this will be pulled out of it. But Donald Trump had a plan when he was at Walter Reed. I think it was for COVID when he was at Walter Reed, he was getting out of Walter Reed and he knew the media would be out there and be, be watching, see how he looks, see how he's doing. He, um, he was going to leave. Let me get the story up here. He was going to leave the hospital, get wheeled out in a, in a wheelchair and, when he got to the end, he was going <laughs> to rip open his dress shirt. Here it is. He came up with a plan. He told associates was this plan was inspired by the singer James Brown, whom he loved watching toss off his cape while on stage. 
but it was in line with his love for professional wrestling as well. He would be wheeled out of Walter Reed in a chair, and once outdoors, he would dramatically stand up, then open his button-down dress shirt to reveal a Superman logo beneath it. Trump was so serious about it that he called the campaign headquarters to instruct an aide, Max Miller, to procure the Superman shirts. Miller was sent to a Virginia big box store. All right. One, one problem with this. He never did it. (laughs) This is one thing from this book that I wish he did. Now that would have been hilarious. That would have been priceless. I do remember he left the hospital. He wanted to appear virile and ripped off his mask when he got back to the white house and wanted to show everyone, you know, he did COVID's not a death sentence. It was good. It was a good plan. But imagine if he did that. Imagine how the trolls would react. Imagine what Maggie Haberman would have wrote about. Oh, he's trivializing COVID and people are dying and he's making a joke. Yeah, he would have got, go? got impeached again, probably. That would have been great. That would have been great. I, uh, I, I say this all the time. When people, fans, punks run on the field at baseball games or football games and the cameras don't show it like at Fenway. The people run on the field and the announcers will say, oh, someone's on the field. Uh, we won't talk. And they'll pull the cameras away. I said, that's not, that's not, they're not doing their job. If your job is to serve your viewers, then you should show that. It's newsworthy. It's noteworthy. And if it spawns copycats, so what? That's not your job to say we must deter others from doing this. Your job is to show people everything that's going on on the field. If it includes if it includes, you know, punks, drunk kids, if it includes protesters, you should show it. Uh, well, I got to give Monday Night Football. I don't even know if this was on every broadcast, but it was on the Manning cast because they broke it down. But last night, a uh, yeah, this is not the broadcast. You got somebody with their cell phone camera. So I don't think we got to see this whole thing. But a protester, and it wasn't, I was disappointed. It wasn't a climate change cultist. It was an animal rights guy. And he runs on the field with a, what do you call that? A smoke canister with pink smoke. Yeah, gender reveal. A, a reveal, a baby reveal, wouldn't it have been? If this guy just wanted to tell the world he was having a girl. That would have been great. That would, that would have been an all-time baby reveal. But he was an animal rights activist. And he, he runs on the field and he gets all the way across the field with the smoke bomb. Pretty effective. And for some reason, this idiot runs right by the Seattle uh, sideline. I mean, in Seattle, it was Bobby Wagner, so it wasn't Seattle, it was uh, L.A. Uh, He runs by their sideline. Not a good plan. I mean, if you're going to do this, avoid the players, stupid. Stay in the middle of the field. And he uh, goes by the sideline, and Bobby Wagner just levels him. And, uh, you know, you get what you deserve. He got a lot of attention. He made his point. He got arrested. But uh, I wonder if this, and I saw a few people on Twitter asking this question, if he got hurt, say Bobby Wagner, you know, paralyzed him or broke his, you know, broke his leg or something, could he sue? I mean, is it really Bobby Wagner's responsibility to level a, a protester who's a trespasser? You would think that uh, there'd be some price to pay if he really seriously hurt the guy. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but he could say he felt threatened and then decked him. You think, oh, I mean, he could, right? He's got that burning thing in his hand. Maybe he thought it was a bomb. Right. But I remember when I was a kid, uh, Mike Curtis, great linebacker for the Colts, if someone ran on the field and he just clotheslined him. And Mike Curtis, I, everyone loved it. He became one of my favorite players. He was kind of dirty, but he was a great player. And it's a thing, guys, in football, do it in football. They did it in the uh, Super Bowl. Who did it in the Super Bowl? Was it Matt Chatham? 
or yeah, I think it was who hit one of the uh, people who trespassed on the field in the Super Bowl. But generally, the cameras they pan away. They say, "Oh, you can't. We don't allow you to see that." Why not? It's your job. We're, we're you know, you're you're here to attract, you to serve the viewers. They want to see it. You should get to see it. But anyway, it's kind of a boring Monday night game. Kind of boring. Although I did enjoy. Uh, Peyton Manning talked about Miles Teller. He said he had to check with Miles Teller and see what he's allowed to wear on the next broadcast. I don't know what that means, but at least he acknowledged that great imitation that Miles Teller did. Their next Manning cast is Monday night Patriots Bears. How is that a Monday night game? Patriots Bears? That's terrible. First of all, every Bears game suck. Since I was a kid, every Bears game's been, even when they're good, they're all defense and they're never particularly entertaining. Their best player ever is a running back. Bears games almost always suck. The Patriots are struggling. Why, how is that a Monday night game? I don't get it, but uh, I'll be watching. I'll be watching the Manning cast. I will not be watching Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman, but uh, I, I think we covered it all. Ironhead, did I miss anything? Uh, you just have that Ayanna Presley video, but it's really nothing. Yeah, Ayanna Presley got chased by uh, Bill Malusian from Fox and asked about the invasion of the southern border. And as usual, the coward will not deal with any adver- any uh, uh, adversarial media. It's only only if, if that were the Boston Globe, they would have been stroking, you know, her her bald head and kissing her ass, and she would have given him anything she needed. But it was a a tough question. She can't handle that, so she ran away like the coward she is. That sums it up right there, but we'll leave it there. I think we got everything. Am I missing anything? Anything big, anything break while I was talking? No, nope, I've been looking this whole time. Oh, good. You've not been paying attention. You've been looking. I've been listening. All right. That's right. Kanye West, true. Kanye West has come a long way. He said President Bush hates black people. And now he's trolling all those people. It's just fun. You got to just enjoy a good troll job. By the way, I don't, I don't have enough time for this now, but the teacher in Canada with the big boobs, with the big fake boobs, the transgender teacher, mm-hmm. the theory is now that that's really, I know the guy's really like a conservative who's sick of all the woke stuff and he doesn't want to use pronouns. So he is embarrassing the school and threatening and challenging school management or the school district to fire him. So then he can sue. It's a big showdown. Gutfeld did a whole thing on this. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. I, you need to know. If he's, I, I, I believe that. I don't think he's genuinely transgender. I think he's messing with us all. I think he's a bigger troll than Kanye, but I think we're going to find out soon, which will be interesting. Find out he's just a regular guy who was sick of all the woke crap and said, I'll, I'll call you. I'll prove that you people are full of it. And he did this and they stood by him and said, you know, we stand with the transgender community. It's pretty good. Pretty good troll job. I saw that last week, but there was no concrete proof. So I didn't, there was nothing to really go on, but I will say regardless, he's still kind of fucking with kids, which is weird. He is, unless they all know it's a joke, but you know, he is, he's making his point, but it's going to come to a head at some point. You can't allow that, but we will uh, be there for it. We're there for it for sure, but we'll leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for uh, watching and listening and commenting. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Eric Callahan. This is the Ironhead Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me.
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.